Hey, Domestic Don, Josh Landers here. It's been a minute. Ah, oh, motherfucker. Why is it every time I start a podcast, there's a loud motorcycle that goes by, a loud Hyundai, souped-up Hyundai, uh, cilantro, <laughs> cilantro, cilantro, Hyundai, uh, Elantra, Hyundai Elantra, is that it? With a souped-up muffler that down the street like it's a fucking NASCAR. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's neighborhood. Jesus Christ. Never quiets down. I haven't had a good night's sleep in a year. You know that? Almost a year I haven't had a good night's sleep. I don't think I've slept more than five or six hours in a year. That's not good for the ticker. That's not good for the old ticker, I don't think. But here we go. Let's, let's see if another fucking fire engine goes by. Or a motorcycle blasting music. I don't know. I'm, I don't really... I've never understood that. Why do motorcycles have stereo or radios? Especially the big, you know, Harley Davidson ones. You can't, could you hear the radio when you're driving or riding? The only time you can hear is when you stop at a stoplight. I think, right? I don't know. It's too loud to hear while you're, I don't get it. So I don't get why there is, why does a motorcycle have, any motorcycle enthusiasts out there, you tell me. Do you have a bumping system on your Kawasaki or on your Indian or on your Harley? Do you have the bass and treble going well? Nice volume? At a stoplight where everybody else has to listen to your music. Selfish assholes. One, your, your motorcycle has to be the loudest thing in the world. And then plus you have to have bad music playing. When your motorcycle is kind of just at least quiet to some degree while it's idling at a stop sign or a stoplight. So that's something I don't get. I don't, I don't get. All right, what was I talking about? I don't know. I got off track there. Oh, it's been a minute since I've, uh, I've done a, the old podcast. Maybe a week and a half? I haven't checked. I don't know. I'll check later. I think it's been about a week and a half. Uh, I can make all, all the excuses in the world, which I usually do. Uh, it's my own fault. I just haven't been really into it. But also, summer started. Summer is officially here. Not seasonally, but summer is officially here in the old Landers household. So school is over. Thank God. Thank Christ that it's over for this year. Am I going back next year? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it's over. School's over. Got all the grades in. I don't have to see any students for a couple of months here. So that's a perk of being a teacher. That's one of them. Uh, One non-perk of being a teacher is the shit pay in a very expensive area. So that's another thing we'll be getting into later on, I think, is that we're looking to sell this house uh, and try to buy another really extremely expensive house. Um, we'll see how that goes. We're going to meet with the real estate agent on uh, Friday, I believe. And that, that's going to be fun for me. I love real estate agents. I just love them. I love the smarmy looks they give us. I love the sort of uh, the feeling I get of disillusionment and the feeling of bitterness. And also the feeling of just feeling inadequate because they look at our, no, oh, how much can you guys afford? Not enough. Not enough in fucking California, the golden state. Who can afford anything in this state? I guess if you have a good job, but I don't have a good job. All right, so I'm all over the place. I apologize. But it's summer, summertime. So I'm going to use that as an excuse of not doing the podcast as much. Uh, The lazy days, the dog days of summer aren't here yet, but they're approaching. But the kids have been home. The kids have been home. The wife's been home. So it's been a little more, I guess, not as much time for me to sit at the kitchen table or in the garage or find a time to go jump in my truck and record. Uh, but again, it's on my, my it's my own fault. Instead of watching Seinfeld reruns in my garage when everybody goes to sleep, I should be doing this. I should be ed- editing. I should be coming up with ideas. I should be doing a lot more. And that's just 
that's an everyday life. I should just be doing a lot more. So I don't know. It's uh, I like summer. It's okay. Uh, the time off is good. If I wasn't a teacher, I don't know. I don't think I'd like it at all. Uh, I hate the heat, and it was ridiculously hot. We live in North Bay area. We moved from a place that was 115 degrees in summer for maybe five, six, seven straight days. Yeah, it cooled off at night. That's why the weed grows so good up there. Hot during the day, chilly at night. So there'd be a 40, 50 degree swing, but the days were brutal. 110 degree day for my Scandinavian Euro trash ass. It's too much. I don't know if that's in the blood. I don't know if it's because both of my uh, sides of my parents are from Europe and colder areas. Maybe does that transfer biologically to people? I don't know. I just know I sweat. I sweat when it's 70 degrees, but when it's 110, it's just, I can't even, I can't, I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. So I figured, okay, we're moving a little south. We're, we're going towards where the coastal breeze comes in on a nightly basis. You get that nice marine layer coming in from, you know, uh, 20 minutes away from the, from the ocean. And it comes in in the mornings and settles here until midday. And then it burns off into a nice breezy 72 degree summer day. But no, that's not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. So all the corporate oil companies are happy. All the politicians are happy because they're, they're just sucking the ground dry. And whoever is making money off it, I don't know. I'm sure the military somehow is making money. Not the soldiers, but the military complex. The big military complex. I'm sure pharmaceutical companies are making money off, off how hot it is. And how the temperature is just fluctuating all over the place. Like my stomach after eating broccoli and a, and a couple pints of, of beer. That's how it's fluctuating. One minute it's fine, the next like, oh, here it goes. It's something is about to change. And that's what's happening. That's what it seems like is happening in California and across the world, I'm assuming all over the place. I mean, we keep hearing about floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, all this shit, all this drastic shit going on. And again, not to complain, I live in sunny California. I can't complain, can I? But remember San Francisco? If you guys have been to San Francisco, didn't Mark Twain famously say, the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco? Probably back in the 1800s, but not anymore. And I don't live in San Francisco, but I live close enough. I, within an hour or so, I thought I would get that, again, that nice coastal breeze, the coldness of San Francisco. And San Francisco does get cold. But I remember last summer when we traveled down to the Golden Gate Park, we brought my daughter there. She wanted to go to the Children's Museum or whatever we did that day. You could see the Golden Gate Bridge in the distance. Near distance, really close. So my son and I took a hike while my daughter and my wife went to the Children's Museum. And we just took a hike. It was 104 degrees in San Francisco that day. 104. I don't think Mark Twain really meant by his quote that it got that hot. Ever. So a couple of weeks ago, at the very beginning of my summer break, I think one day it was 101 here. Second day it was 99. Third day was 97. It was just brutal. It was just brutal. There was no breeze my house doesn't have an air conditioner because when these houses were built, I guess it was still temperate weather. Right? They weren't sucking the earth dry of all of its natural resources. They weren't fattening up their bellies with the struggle and the strife of the regular individual in this world who is just trying to make it on a daily basis. They don't give a shit about that. They got luxury ice boxes and shit. 
They're living in the lap of, uh, uh, of air conditioning every single day, blasting on their bald white heads. And black heads and brown heads and I don't know. There's a bunch of people throughout the fucking world that just are, are, are screwing it up. Screwing it up. I think the earth is crying. I think the earth is dying. And it's sad. It's sad to see that my kids will maybe never see a, a polar bear again if we ever travel to Antarctica. Uh, we might never see a, I don't know what, a horned owl or a, a California Central Coast salamander. I don't know what's dying out there, but I, th- I think things are. They might not see coral reefs if we go to uh, Australia or wherever we might go snorkeling in the future. They might be gone. There might, might, or they'll be just white, bone white, because they're all bleaching like Michael Jackson's skin. And that's what's happening. That was a bad joke. Sorry. Uh, bad comparison. So it, it's it's changing. So that's that's what I that, that's what I felt at the beginning of summer break. And of course, with the house that hot, I can't sit here. And the kids, of course, are bored. My son can't find anything to do on his own except for wanting to use his phone constantly and uh, quote unquote listen to music, which he's just watching fucking YouTube videos. And he can't find anything to do on his own without doing that or playing video games. Or somebody say, no, we're not doing that. You got to go find something to do. Go outside. Go be a kid. And then my daughter, you know, she's still working on that too. How to play on her own more. And she does sometimes better than my son. She gets into her little games. She'll do a little puppet play with her with her toys for you know a good hour sometimes and just make up shit in her head, make up stories in her head. So she still has that beauty of childhood and that beauty of imaginary play and an imagination. And I think my son is slowly losing it going towards adolescence. And that's sad to see, and I don't like it. And I'm sure I lost my adolescence at some point. I remember when I was a kid in the 80s growing up in early 90s, I remember playing Nintendo or Nintendo 64, or Super Nintendo, or whatever we, ha- whatever we had, and whatever the year was. I remember when it was hot, where I grew up in Southern California, internal San Diego County, in the mountains, going towards the desert. I remember there was some 100-degree days, and it was warm, but it's supposed to be warm down there. Southern California is a desert. It's supposed to be warm down there. And I remember me, my brother, and some friends of ours, we had just played baseball stars on Super Nintendo for hours, if it was 100 degrees, and eat pop ice. Because I don't think we can afford Otter Pops. Do you guys remember Pop Ice? I don't know if they still have them. Pop Ice. Those frozen sort of neon fluorescent colors, colorations that have no fruit in it at all. Uh, they would have cherry flavor. They would have blueberry flavor. They'd have all that high fructose corn syrup that we didn't really know about. That we're just sucking those down one after the other. Like it's crack. Or like we're chain smoking cigarettes at 12, 13 years old. I remember doing that because it was too hot. But it'll get boring after a while. Nintendo and Super Nintendo, those games only lasted a certain amount of time. And Baseball Stars was a cool one because you could make your own team and you could build your own players as rudimentary as it was back then. Not, nothing compared to today in fantasy baseball or the baseball games they have on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and all that stuff. I couldn't even, I can't even know how to play. I don't know how to play those games. I've tried a few times. It doesn't make sense to me. And I get bored because it's just too hard to throw the ball in the right place. To catch a ball, to hit a ball, so those aren't those aren't for me anymore. I like the old school stuff because I'm old, right? Old school stuff are for for old people. Uh, but again, I I remember the struggle of trying to find stuff to do, but I never involved my parents. I never, I don't think, Dad, Mom, Dad, what are we doing today? Mom, Dad, where are you gonna take us? What are you gonna buy us? What can we do? We got to do something. I can't do anything on my own. What can we? I, we didn't do that. We did not do that. And I don't think it was just my family that was like that. Both parents working, 
kids at home alone. You know, like I talked about a little bit in the previous podcast, the latchkey kid syndrome and just finding friends that actually live on your street and just hanging out with them, riding your bikes before it gets too hot or after the, the sun is setting, you know, when the, when the weather was nice enough to go outside and even going outside when it was hot. We did that. We put sprinklers on and hose ourselves, you know, just kind of spray hose water at us and drink out of the hose. God forbid. How many carcinogens did we get from drinking hot, warm, rubber hose water? That's what we did. That's what we did as kids. So that summer, not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Mostly for the weather. And what really starts annoying me is when I hear people say, Oh, you, it's summer. Woo, the sun. Woo, we can go to the river. Oh, woo, woo. Why? Why can't you have fun in winter? Why can't you have fun in fall? Why does it always have to be summer? And all the commercials that start coming out, life's a beach and Corona and shit and all these hot chicks and bikinis just hanging out on the beach. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. The beach is nice. But also, I think of sunburns. And I think of just torturous weather. I think of trying to stay cold. And I'm a winter guy. I'd much rather try to stay warm than cold. That's just how I am. If it's cold outside, you can put a fucking jacket on. You could start a fire if you're camping or if you're outside. You could beat the cold. Yeah, I'm not try- talking about tremendously sort of Alaskan cold or upper reaches of Siberia. I'm not talking about that cold. I'm just talking about the nat- normal cold that most of us are used to. And we could just dive into a, uh, a heated room. Or we could just put on our luxury uh, camel... What am I trying to say? Camel fur coats? Do camels have fur? Whatever we're wearing. That's a luxury. To be warm is a luxury. But to be cold when it's so hot is, is really difficult for me. And I can jump in the ocean. I can jump in the river. And those are the days that are bearable. But you can't do that every single day. And, you know, we got mosquito bites. There's more mosquitoes now, it seems like, in California that I've noticed. I remember living in Arkansas. Yeah, there's, there's bugs everywhere. There's ticks everywhere. There was mosquitoes everywhere. That's normal for that part of the country. And if you go to Arizona, if you go to the river, the Colorado River, there's going to be mosquitoes everywhere. But I don't remember ever sitting in the back, in any backyard where I've lived in the multitude of places in California. I don't remember getting annihilated by mosquitoes and waking up the next morning with just red dots all over my ankles and the back of my calves and just, what? where did they come from? That's another thing of fucking climate change. That's another thing about the weather changing. We're getting more ticks. We're getting more mosquitoes. How long is it going to take before we start seeing outbreaks of malaria and all these other mosquito-borne illnesses? It's probably pretty soon. I'm sure it's coming to California. I'm sure there already has been many cases of malaria. But that was never a California thing. That was like an African continent thing. That was going to Southeast Asia thing. That was not in this country as much unless you live in Florida. But it doesn't matter if Florida gets malaria. Florida should get malaria. It's Florida. All of Florida should have malaria. Every single person in Florida should get malaria. And I'm not even joking. I'm not joking. Oh, yeah. what ha- In the news. Let's go to that. Do-do-do. Breaking news. What the hell's going on with the Dominican Republic? Is, there, is, is actually something going on? Or is that just news outlets just glomming on to another story that seems like it's happening a lot, but they're just maybe isolated incidents? I remember years ago, the summer of the shark. I think it was on Time Magazine. There's a picture of a great white attacking some poor seal and uh, some of the shark there's a couple of people that got bit and attacked by 
great whites off the coast of what was it massachusetts i don't i can't remember but the summer of the shark that was everywhere it was a big thing sharks are killing people isis is controlling them they're putting some sort of chip in their brain to kill us off i don't think that would be the most effective tool for isis or any terrorist group to control sharks because there's only a fractional few few people that a shark is probably going to kill and eat before it gets full I'm assuming so it doesn't seem very practical for a terrorist organization so that would be a bad plan but there was no summer of the shark that's what sharks do you take that risk and people would go on yahoo and i i love reading the comments on yahoo it's just fantastic i love reading just comments in general it gives us a really a good show of what is going on with our country and a really good show of just what's going on in the world in terms of just people spending way too much time online and even the point of commenting on a Yahoo News article, who does that? Are these all bots? Are they all Russian bots? I don't think they are. I think there's some common users out there that are just moronically sitting in their dead-end job, which I've had many, and just or just sitting in their, in their underwear at the kitchen table, which I've also done, and just commenting. But I've never commented. At least I can give myself that. I can give myself that props. I've never commented. So right now, the Dominican Republic seems to be, uh, people are dying, just are getting sick left and right in that place. And I've never been into, to the Dominican Republic. And then Big Poppy got shot. David Ortiz got shot. They've been had, was that the Dominican? Yeah, he's Dominican, right? They're having a bad month. And I don't know how these people are dying. One dude, I guess, had a heart attack. And there's some green foam coming out of his mouth the next morning, his wife said. And I don't know the fuck green foam. How, how is a heart attack and green foam coming out of your mouth? That seems a little suspicious. I think another lady died after drinking a bottle from her hotel room uh, refrigerator. Right? So she just took a little probably $27 bottle, one ounce bottle in there, and drank it. And then now she's dead. And I guess people are swimming and they're getting sick after going in the pool. There's a bunch of kids that went there from a high school. That's a recent one I just read, I think, yesterday. A bunch of them got sick. What's going on? I don't know. I think they're trying to poison us. Maybe that's ISIS, too. That seems more effective than sharks. To have drone sharks or controlling any sort of aquatic life or even sea mammals. To An orca would be a good one. An orca could probably eat a bunch of people. So instead of doing that, though, maybe they, they, they're infiltrating the resorts on the Dominican Republic. That's why you should never stay in like a hard rock hotel in another country. I'm sure the employees aren't happy. Yeah, maybe they have jobs. Maybe they have the Western world kind of coming in and giving them some sort of support of livelihood. But I, don't, I wouldn't go to a hard rock hotel resort in Dominican Republic. I don't know why. It's just something I wouldn't do. I don't trust it. It's like going, when you go to Tijuana, right? Where, what, where are you more likely to get sick? At the Jack in the Box, right across the border in, in San Ysidro? which we used to do. We'd go to Tijuana quite a bit when we were younger. And then we'd, do, we'd go to Jack in the Box on the way back. As if that's fucking safer. Or would you trust that Jack in the Box? Or would you trust that poor guy with a taco stand right before you make your drunken wander back into the United States? Would you maybe get some tacos from him? Or maybe some bacon-wrapped hot dogs? Or some of that fucking meat on the skewers that they chop off deliciously into homemade tortillas? Which one would you trust? Big corporations like Jack in the Box who have, who people have died after eating hamburgers or have gotten extremely sick? 
Or in the fake meat tacos? They're not even, I don't think the tacos there are Jack in the Box or even real meat. I think it's like soy product. So again, trust that one or trust like the mom and pop little stand. Just He's just earning a meager living. And what happens if you get sick at that taco stand or you're eating that banana wrapped hot dog? And what if you get sick and you go back and say, you know what? I got sick. And you stand outside of that poor person's cart for the rest of the day and hold up signs, don't eat here. I got sick. I have E. coli or salmonella or whatever it might be. Whose livelihood is going to get messed up? Jack in the box? Who maybe got people sick or killed people? Or that guy with the cart? See what I'm saying? I, I trust the guy with the cart. I trust the single uh, hot dog hawker. I trust that single taco hawker. And I would. I just do. Because, again, I trust the mom and pop. Can you get sick from eating stuff in, in Mexico? Yeah, of course. And I've done it a, a couple of times. I'm sure I've, I've eaten something and I shouldn't have done that. I remember stopping under a bridge one time in Tijuana. And I was down there, I think, with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, and my brother, his girlfriend at the time, maybe a friend. and I can't remember. It's a bunch of people, maybe six, seven people went down there. And we just kind of sat under this kind of bridgey area in the shade. And there's a couple of taco stands. And I ordered a couple of tacos. You get a, a bucket of, of Pacificos for, I don't know, four bucks for eight Pacificos back then, whatever it was. Good deal. Ice cold. You're just drinking those in the shade of this over ramp. Uh, it's dingy. It's smelly. It's great. It's fantastic. And then, so I ordered tacos. I think I just ordered carne asada tacos or maybe al pastor, but I don't think I was even that daring in my youth. I would probably just go for the carne asada because that's so much safer. So I was eating those. I felt fine. And then my, my girlfriend, she ordered a fish taco <laughs> at this taco stand. A fish taco in a Tijuana, at a Tijuana taco stand. Have you seen Tijuana before? Have you seen the Tijuana River? Have you heard about the pollution that comes from Tijuana into Southern California and even floats out down to Baja California, throughout Baja California? Yeah, it's not the most sanitary place. And a fish taco, where'd the guy get the fish? I don't think he was a fisherman. We weren't on a coastal region of Baja or Mexico. We're in Tijuana. And afterwards, I think my wife noted, she, I, I don't know if I should have eaten that. And she never got sick, though. She never got sick. So if she, if she can survive a fish taco in Tijuana, I think we could trust certain, I guess, individuals rather than the big corporations. But where was I going? Oh, Dominican Republic. To swing it back over there. That's why I wouldn't trust maybe the Hard Rock. I don't know how they, or whatever massive resort it might be. And it's, most of those resor resorts aren't owned by Dominicans. They're owned by probably some mogul somewhere, some Saudi Arabian uh, prince, right, who's uh, bathing in gold. Uh, he, someone over there owns it. Someone from uh, America owns it. Someone from Europe that never visits the Dominican Republic, they probably own it. So would you trust that hotel or would you trust, again, a smaller hotel where they may, maybe take a little bit more pride in the work? And if they lose customers because they're poisoning them with pool water, or liquor, they're going to lose their business. They're going to lose their livelihood, right? The tourists go away. And think about what Dominican Republic, the, I wonder what the tourism board right now, they're freaking out, I'm sure. They're freaking out. If they lose all their tourism, what do they have? I'm not sure. Do they have any other commodity in the Dominican? I'm sure they do. Like bananas? Chiquita bananas? I don't, I don't know where they're from. I don't really know much about the region. And I'm not poking fun at them at all, or trying not to. 
I'm just talking about how, yeah, who do you trust? And I'm we're getting gearing up to go to Thailand in about less than a month. You know, we're flying to Thailand in less than a month. And hearing all this shit, of course, it's got it's got a lock in my brain somewhere. But okay, we're in a uh, kind of a third world country. And I don't. I've never heard much about Thailand food being. Uh, I mean, obviously, other than spicy. And I'm assuming some people do get sick eating it. But I can't. I can't get that. I gotta get that out of my head. I gotta get get the D- Dominican stuff out of my head. There's no way I'm gonna enjoy myself in Thailand, going to all these street vendors and all these markets, and smelling all these smells, and not wanting to trust these people. Because I'm sure I, I have to trust these people, and even more so than me. But it seems like I, I'm the one that gets sick sometimes. I get the weird illness in the middle of a trip sometimes, or I'll get Montezuma's revenge down in Mexico, or I'll just get a common cold when I was walking through London, middle of London in February. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I, that's how I roll. I'm usually the one that throws up or cuts himself on a fucking Corona bottle the two minutes into the into the trip, or eat drinks water or drinks a michelada. One time I did that. I drink a michelada, and I probably mentioned this in a previous podcast that no one listens to either. But a michelada, lime juice, beer, salted rim, ice on a hot day, beautiful. And then halfway halfway down with that cup, I'm like, ah, motherfucker. Yeah, I drink ice. <coughs> Excuse me. So I drank ice in Mexico, and that was my fault. Six days later, I'm vomiting out my asshole. Uh, so that's, again, Thailand, I can't worry about it. I can't worry about it. Yeah, we got to be suspect of certain things. we got to go to, you know, find maybe in, uh, where the locals are eating more. we got to be smart about it. We don't want our kids to get sick. Their stomachs probably aren't as uh, uh, susceptible, maybe, or maybe even more susceptible than, than mine. I don't know. I treated my stomach like shit for you know, probably 27 years now. At least I, but I try, I try the probiotics. I like, I like probiotics. I, I, I eat sauerkraut and kimchi. I, I try to keep it. I try to keep the biome going. I try to keep all those little organisms happy down there. But again, then kill it with alcohol. So I don't know. We'll see. But Thailand, I can't worry about it. Cannot worry about it at all. All right. What are we at here? 20, 26 minutes already. And it's the server I use to get podcasts out there to iTunes and Spotify and other places. It, 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 I thought they would, I thought they turned over the minutes every month for the free. Now I gotta, now I gotta pay ten bucks a month, which is nothing, but on my budget, it's something. I gotta pay nine ninety nine a month to get unlimited minutes, and I guess I'm gonna have to do it because I think this is the last podcast I'll have with free minutes. And again, this is all just trial shit, right? This is all just trial stuff, and I'm trying to figure it out still after four months of tinkering. All right, so what else can we talk about here? Oh, I got another job. I got a new job. And listen to this high esteem job. It's like I'm 22 again. You know what I really feel like? Well, let me tell you first what I got a job. So I had this gig set up in summertime just to get a little bit of extra money for vacations and just to kind of make you know ends meet. You make our mortgage payment, of course, which is drastically high. That's pretty average for this area, but it's drastically high to me. I could probably buy like nine houses in Iowa with what we're paying a month. But so we're saving money. My wife's doing a little uh, outside kind of daycare naturey thing with kids. So she's getting paid just under the table. Uh, I had this gig set up at a museum where I was going to be an uh, outdoor education to kids coming in at the Snoopy and talking about Snoopy and, and Woodstock and Charlie Brown and shit. So that was I had it, but then I fucked it up. I never got back to the lady to tell her my summer schedule. I was too caught up in every in the misery of the year of teaching. So I just I, I kind of just blanked on it. 
I blanked on emailing her back and I figured, oh, okay, it's close to summer now. It's May. I finally emailed the lady and she said, oh, I didn't hear from you. I'm sorry. We already hired other people. So I screwed that up and it would have been an easy job. 30 something bucks an hour, you know, not, not all day, three, three hours a day, whatever it was, but it would have been just easy. Go get, get a little extra cash and then we'd have a better vacation or at least less stress getting back from vacation. I think that's the point. So I had to apply other places. And where did I turn to in my wholly over-educated mind, right? I'm not saying I'm smart, but I'm, I'm way too educated in terms of going wasting money at schools. So where did, I, where did I turn? Where did I learn in all my critical thinking skills of teaching over the last 12 years at the college level? And all of the, uh, the wild perceptions I've had of who I've become later on in life, a success of some kind other than what I am. Where did I turn to? Oh, this is it. pizza delivery. I'm delivering pizzas. That's what I'm doing. And it kind of pains me to say it. And I was kind of having like mini panic attacks yesterday before my first day of delivering pizza. I don't know why. I think it was kind of humiliated. Uh, humiliated. I, I can't even say that word. I was stressed out. I was thinking like, who, what am I? What am I? Everybody there is going to be like 16 years old. And look at this 41 year old, 40 year old man coming, almost 41, coming in to deliver pizzas. And they're going to think, what did you do with your life? What's wrong with you? What happened? What kind of loser is delivering pizza in middle age? And that's me. Did, it, did they think that? No. They're all kind of cool guys. They, were, they didn't say anything. Ah, welcome aboard. All right, you ready to work? It's an easy job. It's a, I'm like, what I feel like is Kevin Spacey from American Beauty. That's what I feel like. Am I supposed to not mention his name anymore? Kevin Spacey, fantastic actor in a lot of great iconic roles throughout, what, the last 25, 30 years? We, can we not mention him anymore? Because what did he do? He groped some boy 30 years ago, right? Which, I don't know, I can't remember the story. But I think he tried to grope a couple dicks. Eh, well, that's, that's his life, right? That's his life. But that, that role, if you guys remember American Beauty, he just said, fuck it, I'm done left his whatever corporate job he was working at and then he got a, he got a job at a, at a burger place a fast food place and good for him i still like that movie actually one of my probably one of my favorite movies especially during the when i when it first came out in the 90s and going into the 2000s it's a great it's a great movie and a great role right great role so i kind of feel like kevin spacey without all the gay stuff and not the gay stuff in his own personal life but the gay stuff in the movie if you guys remember that at all. If you haven't, watch it. Just fucking watch it. I don't even know if it's on Netflix or go to the library and rent, rent a DVD like a normal human being. Or like we, like we used to do. So I kind of feel like him where he just kind of says, screw it. I'm done. I can't live this life anymore. And it wasn't, he didn't do it by necessity. He did it by choice. And I kind of respect that. If I just dropped everything and said, fuck it, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm not even trying to get into academia, which I really feel right now. I don't want to be in it anymore. I'll give myself maybe another couple of years trying to uh, struggle through it, but I can't do it. I, I'm burnt out. I'm just burnt out with academics and just the idea of teaching right now. So maybe if I did that and just say, screw it, I'm fucking delivering pizzas. I would have been more proud of myself if I would have just kind of ghosted away from my actual career. Then I, I would have been like, oh, you know what? I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I don't give a shit anymore. I'm doing this because I just want a simple fucking job rather than just wasting my life on something I don't want to do. So maybe I should just think about it like that. But I didn't feel like that. I, like I said, I felt shitty. And it is an easy job. 
I remember delivering pizzas when I was, you know, 17, 18 years old. And I did it a couple other times when I was going to college in my, in my early 20s, mid-20s, whatever it was. And I remember I didn't care back then because that, that's, that's what I had to do. I would go to class and then deliver pizzas. And it was a simple gig. And, but back then, we didn't have any GPS. We didn't have phones that had just maps on there some, from the wild satellites that are just kind of illuminating the sky now. However, how many millions of satellites do you think we have up there? And they're watching you. And I know they're watching me. And I know every single delivery I'm going to take, they're like, yep, we can pinpoint everywhere that Josh is at. And that's all right, maybe. I don't know. Is surveillance good? I saw a show on Singapore the other night. And Singapore is like a, a completely surveilled uh, country. And it's extremely safe. There's little poverty. Not a lot of drug ec- epidemic problems. Right? So I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it, 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 should we be a police state? Should we be just a, a, the idea of a autocracy? Or, I don't know. Is that what it's supposed to be? Maybe. Maybe we should try it. Maybe we should give it a go. It's not working so far, whatever we're doing. So, yeah, pizza jobs. And I, I, it's easy. It's a, it's a fucking easy, it's a easy gig. But it's still kind of demoralizing. It's still demoralizing. I put on a shirt. And this place is so relaxed. I can wear my own hat. I don't have to have any really uniform outside just a shirt. And I went yesterday... And I have a GPS, and it's the easiest fucking job. You get a pizza, you put in the uh, address, you go deliver it, you make a couple of bucks, tip. I get a couple of bucks from just making a delivery for gas money on this wildly expensive three eighty-five a gallon or whatever the fuck it is. And that's even going down. California has gone down over the last month in terms of gas prices. It used to be like four thirty, Now it's around three eighty ish hovering, something around there. So that's nice. This little small mom and pop place does give me a couple of extra bucks for cash. And again, I think people nowadays, if they're ordering this uh, this pizza, most of them, they're going to give you a tip because they know, okay, this this fucking loser is a pizza driver. He's delivering pizza in his in in, in his late thirties, forty. However, however they perceive who I am. All right. So I got to continue this later. My kids just got home, and I'll continue and kind of wrap it up here in the last next ten minutes and talk to you about the pizza job and talk about Kevin Spacey. I'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, I'm back. Only uh, six hours later from where I stopped off from uh, earlier. The kids had a doctor's appointment, so they got home and just kind of told me about that. And then, obviously, the time just bleeds away like usual, taking care of them, putting them to sleep, uh, and just general parenting shit. So, uh, yeah, doctor's appointment. So the kids went, uh, and unfortunately... I think uh, the hypochondria is is strong in them, especially my son. He didn't get shots today. He got them before he went into seventh grade. But all he did was ask the doctor, "Are am I getting shots? Am I getting shots?" And just anxiety riddled. And uh, yeah, that's probably uh, that's because of me, most likely. Daughter, I think my daughter sees him, so she gets a little freaked out about just you know shots and things like that but uh yesterday which i never mentioned she got her her my daughter got her ears pierced uh and she was extremely brave about doing it and i know what you guys are saying out there in this day and age all you millennials and hipsters and oh don't don't push girlhood onto your daughter don't push feminine feminine aspect and beauty on your daughter. i didn't i didn't push it on that I didn't push it on her. And if you know anything about me, uh, any of those, any of you out there listening know anything about me, that was a, my last goal when I found out I was having a daughter is to make her the sort of quintessential uh, princess. And she's not, but she likes to wear dresses. She chose to do that. 
She likes to wear skirts. She likes to be a girl. And she wanted earrings. Uh, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch her getting uh, her ears pierced because this little child sitting in a chair, a uh, six-year-old beautiful girl, getting her ears pierced is a little scary at first. Not as scary as my son getting his uh, dick chopped off with a circumcision, which uh, maybe I shouldn't, we shouldn't have done. Uh, I don't know. But like father, like son, maybe, possibly. I know some people out there they think it's a brutal act, and it possibly is. And I didn't, I couldn't be in the room for that one for obvious reasons. But this one was not as bad, not as bad. It's just it's a quick and easy. And she was again very brave, very bold. So I know now she could take a little bit of pain uh, and deal with it, and sit sort of statue still while people are poking sharp instruments into parts of her body. And that's what I mentioned about shots. So at the doctor's office, if she's scared about shots in the future, I'll just mention the ear piercing and hopefully that will rectify any ideas there. So that was something interesting. Ah, oh, another thing that happened in the last six hours. All this shit happened. And now I'm off track about my, my want to just become uh, a guy who doesn't have a career and a 40-hour uh, work week, uh, eight-hour work day. I don't want that. I never wanted that. That's the reason I've had so many jobs in my life. I've never gone for the 401k. And yeah, it's been tough and straining on uh, relationships, and especially the relationship I've had with my wife since day one. When we first met, you know, the idea of, yeah, going through college and working shit jobs, that's normal. That's normalized. But, you know, what, Josh, when are you going to get that 40-hour work, 40-hour-a-week job? When are you going to get that solid backbone of a career going? When are When is the support coming? And I've supported... But maybe not in that traditional sense. So that's just not me. I'm not. I'm not a cubicle man. I cannot be a cubicle person. Uh, I get sick of jobs very quickly. I get bored with jobs just as easily. So I, that's never going to be me. So that's. I guess that's the end of the whole. I guess thinking and the whole ideas on my own work existence and having this pizza job. But a huge perk about the pizza job is free pizza. And this one is, is, is seems golden to get that, but then I gotta worry about being fat now. So I gotta curb that, mix a salad every once in a while. Don't eat pizza the three days, maybe the three or four days I'll work there throughout the summer, if that long. So don't eat as much pizza, but it's nice to bring home for the kids, nice to bring home for uh, our family to have a simple, easy, quick meal. And the kids, they'll, they'll slough off the fat. And going to the doctor again, they're fine. They're underweight, if anything else, not malnourished. They're just skinny kids. Like, my wife and I were skinny kids. So, again, I'm not worried about them getting overweight. Yeah, but me, you know, eh, yeah, I got I to watch the belly. I got to hit the gym a little bit more if I'm working at a pizza place, which I didn't have to do when I was 23, 24 years old, or 17 years old at all. Eh, but now I got to think about that. I got to think about that. So, maybe I'll get a job at In-N-Out after this. Fuck it. They pay well. They're happy. They have good food. I mean, I'll just be a fat ass. Maybe I'll just let it go. Maybe I'll just let it go. Pizza, In-N-Out. Go get another job at a brewery or something like that so I could just have free beer and burgers and pizza. Now, that's the life. Now, that's the life I want to live. And that's the life that I think we can live if we just get it out of our mentality and out of our mindset that this 40-hour work week is anything but fucked up, is anything but stupid, is anything but normal for a human being to be doing. It's not normal. I know some countries are looking to go to that 32-hour work week, which will probably make employees a little bit more motivated to go to work 40 hours doesn't make sense and not everybody works 40 hours teachers don't work 40 hours they work a lot more than that i don't because i don't give a shit i put grading off uh i'll say i'll get your papers to you next week it'll be four weeks later i don't care that's just me but i know teachers 
that work probably 60 hours a week for the same shitty pay. Why? What's the point? I can never see the ideas in that. Is it passion? Maybe I just lack passion. That's got to be it. I lack passion in my life for work. But then I work hard on dumb shit. I work hard on uh, weeding the lawn and cleaning up shit outside, chopping down uh, trees when we had trees, bigger trees and things like that. Uh, I, I like that sort of work, the grunt work. Maybe I'll be a construction worker. Construction worker, like a grunt construction worker, someone who just doesn't get paid at all, who stands with all the other, you know, all the Mexicans behind Home Depot and gets picked up for a day for 50 bucks or whatever it is. Probably not even that much. But I'm white. I'll probably get paid more, right? Maybe I'll get $60 a day and a free lunch from Subway. two ninety nine six 6-inch meatball sub. Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll be yeah grunt construction worker in and out, deliver pizzas at night. That sounds all right. I still won't work 40 weeks, 40 hours a week. I'll probably work like 27 and make just as much as a 40-hour work, 40-hour-a-week job. I keep saying 40-hour work. 40 hours of work a week. I mean, I'll probably make the same amount of money at some cubicle job or some uh, other office job sitting in front of a computer and getting f- equally fat. But it won't be free. Because I'd have to buy my lunches. We'll send a gopher out. Some intern. Someone who's going to college to sit in front of a computer in a cubicle for the rest of their lives. We'll send that person out for a little while to go get our smoothies and our lunches and our sandwiches. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe a lot of stuff's just not for me. I'm not sure. This has been a rambling podcast. I think that's the tone I'm going for on a daily basis. Unless something really pops up that I want to harp on for 45 minutes or so but i think this is all right i think this works out so you learn a little bit about me you learn a little bit about my background (laughs) maybe my kevin spacey-esque-ness how i maybe want to see my wife get fucked by a real estate mogul like in american beauty who was that annette benning and what was the other dude's name dark hair big eyebrows big lips peter something Peter Gabriel? That's a singer. Peter Gallagher? I don't know. Whoever the guy was, but no, I don't want to see that happen. But if I found out on a pizza delivery that my wife was cheating on me with some real estate mogul and she was happy and he was successful and he had a 401k and a consistent paycheck, yeah, maybe I'd let her do it. I don't know. Or maybe I'd see her at In-N-Out or my construction job. Maybe one of those things. But she'd be happier and she wouldn't have to hear about my consistent bullshit. All right, so that's the podcast for this week. I'll try to get another one out sooner than I did last time. And yet again, this is Domestic Dawn. Thanks for listening. See you later.